Welcome to the Leader's Life Podcast, where we implement that old school grind with that new school mind. What is up, fam? I am your host, Amar. And before we get started, please make sure you click on that subscribe button so you never miss out. Today is the expert series. I have an amazing guest. Her name is Whitney Allen, who first off, her most important job is a mom of two amazing boys. And she also practiced law as a medical malpractice defense attorney for 10 years before her husband had a severe reaction to a bee sting and sustained a severe brain injury resulting in his death. That is so sad, Whitney. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Whitney decided to turn her pain into purpose and follow her new calling to serve others who are also experiencing grief and trauma and share her vulnerability and personal grief journey with others. Whitney also is an amazing author of the book about grief, Life After Loss, titled Running in Trauma Stilettos, which is Amazon bestseller. I love that. Whitney also is a certified grief educator and provides grief coaching to those that are ready for their own transformation and growth after loss. Whitney shares empowering messages that is so much beauty in life, even after losing a loved one. With that being said... That powerful, amazing woman. Welcome to the Leaders Life Podcast, Whitney. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. That's like a talk about a powerful bio. I don't even know where to start, but why don't you tell the listeners anything that I missed in your bio? Yeah, I think you you pretty much covered a lot of it. I, it's a lot to cover in a short period of time, that's for sure. So it's never a dull moment around here. That's a good point. But let's just jump right into grief. I read this, you know, right before we were, you know, getting ready for this podcast. And to lose your husband over an allergic bee sting reaction, just an everyday thing. I got stung by a bee a couple of days ago, just working in my backyard. So First and foremost, thank you for sharing that. And why did you decide to put that out there? Well, you know, I feel like this new purpose in life, it kind of found me. I don't think that I kind of chased anything at all. I feel like that happens a lot after tragic events. You know, I started sharing Ryan's story after uh, his accident while he was in the hospital because he was a canine officer. So he was very well known in the community and people really wanted updates and to know what was happening with him and our family. So I started sharing his journey and our journey on Facebook just out of necessity because I was so overwhelmed by, um, you know, the texts and messages. And although it's, you know, the intention was good, it was just too overwhelming. So I started sharing and it just became like a life of its own because people were just sharing it like wildfire. And, you know, his story became completely viral in terms of, you know, everybody wanting to know what was going on. And I think people, they were able to resonate with a lot of the story because, Not only was I like factually saying what was going on, but there were themes of, you know, hope and resiliency and tragedy and loss and, and people not just, you know, with the loss of a spouse or a tragic accident, they could relate to it in their own lives and the adversities that they were going through. So I think that's why it just resonated with so many people. And then after Ryan died, you know, I realized that I had never, heard of or read. And I didn't think people really shared about what this kind of experience is like. And I never, you know, I didn't shield myself from any of that. I just never saw people sharing about how, just how crazy this type of like life altering event can be. And I kind of felt very compelled to share 
the truth about what, you know, the emotions that people go through in grief and tragedy and also like the, just the truth of what this kind of event is like and how life altering it is. Because I think as a society, we're very ill-equipped to handle these types of situations. And you see that all the time, like people, you know, nothing really happens to them in life. And then this horrible event happens and it just takes them down. And it's because we don't talk about these things. And I think if we talked about it more and more open and honest about some really tough subjects like death and horrible accidents and the aftermath of those, not just the event itself, then people would be more aware of how to handle and how to get help after something like this happens. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you said something about like, it's a tough subject to talk about death. I know when I've had a few family members uh, pass away, I've had friends of friends who like just passed away and there's never really the right thing to say. You don't know what to say, but I do know that most of the time, they're not doing what you're doing, Whitney. They're just kind of keeping it in. They're just kind of soaking in their in their sorrow. And what you're doing is is amazing because you're allowing people to talk it out. You're allowing people to know that, hey, like essentially it's a circle of life. Like this is what it happens, but with a tragic accidents, a traumatic experience, you help people get over that and uh, you help, you know, with that. So you were a 10 year malpractice defense attorney. Are you still? Mm-hmm. Well, right now? No, I'm not practicing. I'm still barred. So I'm still like an attorney and I'm keeping my licenses and stuff because I realize that being an attorney serves very well in life in general. So I'll never give that up. If I, I might go back eventually, I, I just don't really know. I'm not, I don't have plans okay. to at the t- this time, but because I'm you know, I feel really compelled to help other people on their grief journeys, you know, never say never. No, no, well, that's, that's pretty cool. Cause we know how hard it is to get that uh, degree. Mm-hmm. So you definitely earned your stripes being an attorney. You have a, an amazing book. That's an Amazon bestseller. That's running in trauma stilettos. Can you talk mm-hmm. about this book and what inspired you to write this book specifically? Yeah, I, I think it was just the fact that you know, before my husband's accident, I was very privileged in the sense that I had never gone through tragedy like this. You know, I had lost some relatives, but it was grandparents. So nothing really life altering. You know, what I would say is kind of like deaths that are in the natural course of life. You know, when you lose a young person, especially a spouse, like that's something that's not supposed to happen, quote unquote. And it's very disorienting. And no one talks about that. No one like, and when I say no one, I mean, there's a very small percentage of the population that talks about Mm -hmm. this stuff. And it's only when I feel like you go through it and you search for it specifically that you find it. But even then, I feel like people don't talk about the really hard stuff, like the things that, you know, either you talk about with people behind closed doors, or you just like, you know, talk to just your therapist. Um, I wanted to shed light on all of these really difficult subjects surrounding grief, tragedy, and and death, because I think we need to talk about it, because I don't think it should be taboo to talk about these things. I I also want people to know that there's a lot of hope after something like this happens. I think we see like one, the one side of it where something horrible happens and you know, somebody just goes on autopilot the rest of their lives. And it's just really depressing. And I think that's like what people expect. And I think it actually makes others that haven't gone through this type of loss feel uncomfortable when they're seeing somebody thriving in the aftermath, because they're like, oh, wait, 
Like she must have not loved her husband or, you know, why is she happy? Like that doesn't make sense. And I think, I think it's because a lot of people think so much in black and white and I don't think grief is black and white. I think there's so much gray to it and also color because, you know, I think you can grieve fully while also living fully. And I think sharing that part of the process is important. So that's why I wrote the book. I wanted to shed light on what grief is really like, and then also give people hope that in any adversity, because, you know, our family was handed really not great deck cards here. So it's not like I won any lottery in the tragedy game. I want people to know that whatever adversity they are going through, that they can overcome it and they can find hope in it and they can thrive after something like that. Because what I'm hearing then is, or I guess going to lead to my next question is, with your expertise, what are the consequences if you do not talk about this based on, as I said, your experience where people mm-hmm. are keep, keeping it in and they're not doing anything about it. They're doing what, as you just said, the majority is doing and not talking about it. So what are the consequences mm-hmm. uh, or the long-term effect to the people who are not trying to accept the fact that this has happened in their life? Well, I've learned through going through a grief education course and trying, you know, in in the hopes of helping others going through grief. If you don't feel something, if you don't allow yourself to feel the emotions that come with the grief, you can't heal it. So if you don't shed light on the pain that you're going through, it's just going to get stuffed down and it's going to come out eventually. Like, you know, these are things that you can't hide forever. You can't run from forever. And it's going to have everlasting circumstances. And I think as humans, we want to avoid pain because we're wired. Our brains are wired to avoid pain at all costs. But the problem with that in grief is that if we do that, we're going to suffer for longer or for like forever. You know, that's the consequence to not letting yourself really dip into the pain that grief can cause. I can tell you, I, I lost uh, both of my dogs, well, you know, 16 years old, 15 years old, obviously mm-hmm. you know, no comparison to spouse, but I have these dogs I've had, they're older than my kids, you know, like yeah. they've been oh, around. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. remember it was so difficult, Brittany, for me to mm-hmm. first have accept it. Like, you know, because like hearing you talk, I actually, it brought me back to that feeling. And I was like, yeah. wow, but I did. I spoke to somebody about it though. And yeah. When I did speak to somebody out there, it wasn't as if it was scary for me to accept the reality that mm-hmm. the dogs I've had for 15 and 16 years are now, you know, as you said, nat- even though it was, it was natural, it still hurt. Even though we saw it, it wasn't one of those shocking situations. It was like a old dog that was, you can just see the chronicle, you know, the age, the walking, the yeah. bones, and you can just see he was, they, they were struggling and they were getting there, but I was really, because I try to be tough for my children, for my wife. And then I realized, you know what, like I got to feel too. Mm-hmm. And I spoke, I spoke to a professional and it was the best thing I ever did. So I'm just double clicking on what you said about being able to discuss it and expressing yourself and keeping it in, because if you keep it in, it's going to boil. I want to thank you for sharing that. I was going to ask you with that is, what do you feel is the biggest struggle when somebody, the very first time they experience something like this, right? They, they experience death, whether, whether or not it's something that you just said natural or something unfortunate, like what happened with Brian, your husband, mm-hmm. what's the first step that people should do when it happens because they're in shock they're upset. They don't know if they're going to live. They've envisioned their lives 
with this person? You know, you, as I said, you have two beautiful boys. What do you think is a first step for somebody who is right now just lost somebody, just lost somebody, or they know that somebody is about on that trajectory to, um, you know, living their life, dying, I guess. I'm, here I am. Even look at me on this podcast. I'm even like nervous to say the word dying. So, yeah. uh, right? so anyway, that's crazy. That yeah. There I am. Witness mm-hmm. this. So, uh, what's your advice to that? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. I think my best advice would just be don't have any expectations for yourself. I think in the beginning when you lose somebody or right after an accident, you know, that starts like kind of the grieving process of of loss, at least in my case. I think you have to give yourself a lot of grace to not be okay for a while because you know, there is a period of time where you're, you're just going to be in survival and you're going to be in shock and you're going to be disassociated from your body. And it's like, not going to feel like you're in your body or in this world even. And it's just such a disorienting feeling. And I think, you know, for me, I knew that I couldn't do by myself. So you know, I started seeing a therapist right away after Ryan's accident. Like I was on a, like a zoom therapy in the ICU waiting room. Like, and even then, because I knew just how bad it was and I, I wanted to get ahead of it. So I think getting help sooner than later is always better because you don't know, like up from down, you're just totally in survival. You're numb, you're angry. And it's gonna just knowing that it's gonna feel really bad and having that expectation, like you're not supposed to feel good. Like it's going to feel bad for a really long time. And you will get to a point eventually where the dust starts to settle and you come out of that kind of like foggy state. And then I think then is when like you can start taking those like more active steps to recovery and healing. But I think you just have to like, let yourself be in that like survival mode for a little bit. Like there's nothing else. Like, honestly, your body and mind will let you do anything else. So it's just like having grace and saying, okay, this is like, this is my life right now. And, and allowing people to help you through that. Wendy, I love that you said not supposed to feel good. I had, even as I said, struggling to say in the word dying on asking you just a question, but like with my dogs, I remember I, you know, for the strength of the family, I, I was like, okay, this is part of life. This is all this, but, <laughs> you know, crippling and dying on the inside. So, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's why I, um, you know, I love that you said that, like, it's okay. It's okay. Like you should not feel good. You lost somebody you love. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you something about grief and loss. Cause I read something about when somebody loses somebody in a relationship, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, the, it's loss, loss in a relationship, loss in a marriage. I'm paraphrasing here. And I should, I should have brought up this quote, but it said it's similar in the beginning, similar to actually grief in death. Can you talk to that? I haven't personally gone through that myself, but you know, I know just anecdotally from people reaching out to me and saying like, Hey, I'm going through a divorce or a breakup or, you know, even not being able to talk to a family member. Cause they're like, it's like a toxic relationship. Like you do have, that is a, that is a loss. So whenever there is any sort of loss, there is grief attached to that, you know? And I always say like, there's no like grief Olympics, like we're not comparing, like there's no winner of like the grief Olympics, like everyone that suffers any kind of loss is grieving. So we all need to like 
you know, we all need to recognize whatever someone is experiencing, you know, like even with you, like I heard like your dogs, like that, that is a huge loss, like to you. So I think being understanding that no matter what type of loss someone's experiencing, even if it's not through death, it's still significant to that person. I've, I've heard it. Like I've been blessed to be a mentor <laughs> Rob Dial and coach like hundreds of coaches. And I've heard like this person is toxic, but I can't lose them because then I just lose myself or, you know, and as if they are dead, they're mm-hmm. not, you know, as if that that's the way that they're looking at it. But as you just said, we're not grieving. Grieving is grieving. Grief is grief. And <laughs> the grief Olympics, that's, that's a first, that's a first I've heard of that, but that definitely clicked. So Renee, as we wrap this up, and by the way, I appreciate your vulnerability. I appreciate your honesty, because I can tell you right now, the listeners I know have gone through these type of things. And this is awesome because you are a coach. You have in the back pocket that you're an attorney. You wear the mom hat. You have all these amazing, amazing, amazing hats that you do. And mm-hmm. first and foremost, I just want to thank you for just putting yourself out there because as I couldn't even say the word dying on my own damn podcast, <laughs> everybody's struggling. A lot more people are struggling than, than you think. So mm-hmm. can you please let the listeners know what you have going on where can they locate you? We're going to have everything on the show notes, but kind of let them all know what's going on because I know there's 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 people out here listening that can use some dosage of Whitney right now. So on social media, so I'm on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Um, you can find me at Whitney Lynn Allen, and that's Lynn with one N. If you're interested in coaching with me, if you're going through any sort of loss, you know, spouse or otherwise, I'm certified to help and people through grief going through any type of loss. My website is WhitneyLynnAllen.com. And then you can also get my book on Amazon and that's Running in Trauma Stilettos by Whitney Lynn Allen. So it's really easy to find me. Well, I'm going to definitely grab that that book as soon as we get off. And Whitney, I just want to thank you again for taking time out of your crazy busy day. I want to acknowledge and validate that what you're doing is freaking amazing. And you are a strong woman, a strong mom, and your kids should be so lucky to have you as a role model doing what you do. And I want to thank you again. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And that's that. Thank you all so much for showing up and listening. Please make sure you click on that subscribe button so you never, ever miss out and share this at Leaders Life Podcast on Instagram. You all freaking rock. Remember, why not you? Why not now? I hope you have an amazing, amazing rest of your day.